After a year and a half, E.T. is coming back to the stage and will be hosting the 120 Conference right here in the ATL live September 25th and 26th. This year has left us drained from experiencing loss to having to live in uncertainty about finances and health to experiencing extreme burnout and being overwhelmed in our careers. It's time to rebuild. It's time to rise and recover. Find a way to finish. Find a way to find some more strength to keep going. Find a way. But whatever you do, don't quit. Don't surrender. Don't give up. Remember, if it's important to you, you'll find a way. If it's not, you'll find an excuse. It's time to go all in and reach new levels of success. Eric Thomas and the 120 Conference is exactly what you need to get that breakthrough and come out on top. Come see E.T. like you've never seen him before, right here in the ATL Live, September 25th and 26th. It's time to rebuild. It's time to rise and recover. Come see Eric Thomas like you've never seen him before. Get your tickets now at 120series.com. Was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome to Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And we're on episode 42. <laughs> and this week, we're going to be talking about, of course, Space Jam coming out. How do we feel about it? Maybe one of us didn't see it, but I did. Um, Hey, 30 seconds in, not even. Let's go. We're going to talk about how rich people just do random stuff and, you know, if that's going to be your vibe or not. We're going to be talking about Queens, New York, another accomplishment for Queens, and just a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Moose, how are we feeling about this episode? Well, aside that you already put it out there that I didn't see uh, some of what we're going to be talking about, um, you know, we're going to make this thing work, and I'm excited to talk about Queens in the back end. Let's go. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens, cut from a different cloth. Now, joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never-before-seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. So you already know what time it is. It is the review of the week. This one's a little bit long, so for my day ones, I'm not doing the voice. This is a lot, okay? This is a lot. Um, So this one says, we are the world. Konnichiwa, family. All right, this episode was fire because you both let us in a little further on your love for people and diversity and cultures, the value of time management, and even the different pockets of solid branding and life info you both provide. You both always have me busting up laughing, laughing, what the, laughing and enlightened, uh, ESP, I don't know what that is, with shooting one shot. Okay, okay, I see what you did there. Uh, so here's my, my, my mid-court shot. Shout out of Colorado. I fully accept, expect, expect to take a photo with both of you in Atlanta for our BU Family 120 conference. Okay, okay. In my sis, Nikki's voice. You know what I mean? And can't, can't leave Moose out. 
Facts, major facts. You say that a lot? I didn't even notice that. I have no idea. Maybe you caught me. That's good. Listen to you. And in my own voice, you know what I'm going to say. I can't say that. I don't know what that is. But, yep, mm -hmm, that one. Love y'all, Overland. That was a lot. That was a lot, people. That's you, Overland. Yes. Uh, But we had to read that because Overland is a major, uh, major, major supporter so shout out to Overland. Shout out to everybody who leaves us a review. Leave us a review at Podcast, Apple Podcast, Podchaser, anywhere you leave a review. Um, Moose, how are we feeling? Uh, very good. I feel good. It's been a good week, um, and uh, I'm excited to uh, to get episode 42 in the books. He hasn't talked to me all weekend. Wow. So this is going to be a pure conversation. Uh, uh, episode because we haven't talked because he's we're not friends we're not friends. Wow! <laughs> Damn, are people gonna think I'm a bad friend? No, no, here. no. He's a great he's a great friend on Tuesdays. Uh, so <laughs> I'm kidding, people. I'm kidding. I always bug him. We have this running joke when we don't talk to each other. Uh, one of us is not a good friend. It happens. Um, we're both busy Only people. Right. Mm-hmm. So we just joke on each other. But um, on different news, going back to what Overland said, hopefully you guys are getting your 120 tickets. Okay. Mm-hmm. 120series.com is going to be uh, back on stage. And weird conversation, not weird conversation. I said this on live on my IG. I didn't know I was talking. Did you know this? Did you? Uh, I didn't know, but I saw it in the uh, like in the the schedule thing. I'm like, oh, okay, God, right, right. Leaving out a session, yeah, right. They didn't tell me. They didn't, oh, they just put well, me on the schedule. Like, yeah, that's that's, that's how we do things. Like, we just kind of common. Yeah, you know, sometimes. Uh, yeah, sometimes did they tell just, you during the one percent? Like, I really want to have this conversation. I'm like, no, they didn't they tell you. Here's how I found out. Yeah, okay, here's how ahead. I found out. Uh, we were in Dallas for the okay. very first one percent ever. Yes, and uh, we got a call from E at about five in the morning, the day of the conference, and he said, hey, "I got an idea. Right? Um, you guys should do the the opening for the flight assessment." Oh. Like, okay, that's great. When today? Today? Yeah, no, do today. Oh. Yeah, and um, and then sure enough, we <laughs> that's how it worked out. And then they started doing it on day two. Okay, well, at least you. you- at least I have you more. Advanced more time. Yeah, this I have. I have. What, what, <laughs> I still think this. You at least you got a call. I didn't. Right. I have to read, and I don't read. Wow. <laughs> so what you gonna talk about? You know huh? what you gonna talk about? You know what you gonna talk no about? No clue. No clue. It said branding okay. something. So I mean that that's easy, but yeah. yeah, yeah. And then it, it sounded like Nikki and Friends. I don't know if you read it. It was like Nikki and Deeper Than the Brand. Like, it's Nikki and Friends. Like, I'm supposed to bring a whole bunch of people to So weird. I don't know. Anyways, side note, sorry. Uh, 120series.com. Uh, come see me speak at uh, 120, and I'm probably going to drag is. in Moose. Wow. Wow. But you probably have, like, four sessions by yourself. I just want to let you know that. You probably do. No, I'm, I'm not on the schedule. No, so. you are. You are. Oh, it, it's going to be instantly with me. But I'm just saying, you probably oh. have a separate one. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Let's We're gonna see. have a live Nikki and Moose. Mm-hmm. That would be, that would be cool. 
Now that would be cool. That, that, that just happened. And that might be our very first ever uh, live episode because we haven't recorded like together in the same space yet. So that just happened. Yeah, it's going to be Nikki and Moose. I'm making it. I'm making it uh, a branding and business lessons with Nikki and Moose. You heard it here oh, wow. first. Um, wow. I think I have Zero. enough pull. I think I have enough pull. I think I do. You got friends. You know, so you got some friends. Friends, I have friends. But anyways, let's get into this uh, episode. Uh, first, first topic of the day. Uh, mm. Yeah, uh, when rich people have too much money, uh, Branson versus Bezos. Who really wins this space race? Um. Okay. The only reason. The only re- there's no true lesson from this one the only reason i brought this up is is this what we are supposed to expect when us and all our listeners have just way too much money that now we are just battling it out for random stuff like hey who could go to space first you let me know and why is this even a topic still if my man already went to space like, mm-hmm. is, is Bezos going to do like a longer time over there and actually build the building? Like, I'm, I'm kind of confused why yeah. this is an actual like this is cool. Don't get it twisted. Right. That's cool. It's I funny. do like it's it's weird, but it's, it's yeah. cool at the same time. The reason why I say that is because like. When uh, oh boy went to space already and he had this whole little cute little motivational speech like for all the kids you can do it too keep dreaming yay <laughs> i put it on the nikki move that's no shade but it was cute right it was right. very cute mm-hmm. he got very excited and he was like yo i dreamt this which is a great lesson right cool. like after that with money anything is possible <laughs> that's what i really got out don't <laughs> sit here Okay, this is going to make me don't yeah, sit just, here and say just, the regular <laughs> smegular person can do that. Don't do that. Don't right. because if you were Joe Smo from McDonald's, the manager of McDonald's. Let's just say manager. Let's put let's give you a nice. And there's no shade to anybody who's a manager of McDonald's or was. I'm just saying. Don't sit here and tell me that person can create a spaceship this that without leaving that job you mm. that person mm. is well they gave away a free ticket didn't somebody didn't one of them give away a free ticket to like a, a 18 year old dude or something like that did you see that damn that's it's 250 grand let me ask you this mm. if you had if you had a good amount of money right mm-hmm. would you pay 250 to go to space See, I, so I can't intelligently speak on this yet because I don't have that right. much money, right? Okay, so fair. it's like, well, at least let's, because I don't know when you listen to this, I don't have enough money just to willingly spend on that, right? Right, right. So Because by the time you hear this, I may, I don't know. But <laughs> I love it. I love it. But well, my whole thing is like, you see random stuff like just random stuff rich people buy and i mm-hmm. i salute it like 
before it was like, yo, okay, you got it. I don't. You could do this. You could buy this. It makes sense. You buy this random thing that, you know, flies underwater. Cool. Whatever. Not even swim underwater. We call it fly. I'm cool with that. You just buy stuff because you can and because you have the money to experience things that we can't even imagine. Right. Mm. And so for him and both of them, yo, I have so much money that I can experience something that I couldn't even imagine. Right. Mm. I'm, I'm experienced. That's why I I don't even look at materialistic thing ever since our last episode. If you haven't listened to our last episode, please go do that at this time. Insert new episode now. Um, But um, I'll just say ever since then, I don't necessarily look at materialistic things like bad things. It's more like an experience kind of thing. Like Mm -hmm. I'm experiencing having this. I'm experiencing doing this. Right. Yeah. I just don't know if I will experience building a spaceship to intentionally go to beat somebody because he, I don't know if he had intentions of doing this before. I don't know. We never heard of it. Now yeah. all of a sudden he has a uh, Virgin Galactic. Like it, it just mm-hmm. came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, I'm cool with uh, don't you know? Don't say your ideas out loud, or you yeah, know, yeah, th- yeah. you don't have to announce everything. So maybe that's it. So if that is the situation, I apologize. I mean, I apologize off top. However, uh, I still don't know if I had that much money. That I would, but what, okay, but what would mm. you, what, that's the what thing, maybe do? space is not our thing, I'm cool okay. with that, yeah. maybe space is not my thing, it's not, honestly, I don't, I've never had the, the uh, desire to uh, get outside of the globe, I need to go and travel the world, actually, no, I don't, because I've done that already, but I don't see myself going to space. How about that? I just yeah, don't. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's an interesting dialogue. Because, I mean, like, I looked into it a little bit, right? Because I was at the hotel today. I saw they had a plane on the news, and they were just kind of, like, comparing stats, right? Okay. One of them started in 2000. The other one started in 2004. This whole, like, journey to make it to space. Okay. But they've been at it for a minute. But then they were comparing, like, net worth. So, like, one of them, uh, Richard Branson has, uh, like, a $7 billion net worth. Jeff Bezos got, like, a two hundred billion yeah, yeah. dollar network yeah so it was just like you know the comparison of what they have access to is also i mean it's a lot but it's also totally different type of money yes and and then they're not even agreeing to the same competition if you will so like one of them is saying oh you got to be x amount of distance outside of space the other one is like nah it's not 50 it's, it's 62 like they're just like they're like going over what feels to me like silly competitive stuff to be like nah i'm just about to do more than what you did. Right. Cause I can. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, listen, if, and this is more of a question for the listeners and the viewers, shout out to all our uh, podcast audio people and our YouTube people. Um, if you had as much resources and money mm-hmm. as these two have, what what would you do? Just what would it, if space is not your thing? What would you do? Because clearly yeah. this is just like a fun project. Like why not? 
Yeah, pretty much. I'm going to do pretty it. Pretty much. And then yeah. uh, Bezos just stepped down. So he's like, look, I have time. What's up? Like, I can totally dedicate my money and my time to my space journey. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, listen, uh, maybe. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, you're, you're explaining it. And that's exactly what's happening right now. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> when he was super young, he totally wanted to be an astronaut and then all of a sudden Amazon came along and he took over the world and he was like, let me go back to my childhood and still become the astronaut that I've always imagined I would be. And so, (laughs) okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Another news. Another news. Uh, Space Jam came out. (laughs) No, uh, in all seriousness, I think it's really dope. All seriousness, I think it's really dope what both of them are doing. The fact that, you know, when you want something and you have the means to do it, why not? Right? This is a more of a why not situation. Like I said, I don't know if I would do it, but I probably have a why not situation as well that people are going to be like, I don't, right. I don't know if I would do that if I had that much. Yeah, they were getting some a little smoke. You know, people were like, yo, why are you spending all this money to go to space and not like giving back to, you know, a greater cause? They was getting so, a little smoke. So on no, that. so so uh see, let's not get into that topic. Yeah, let's saying, not get into that smoke, topic so, because yeah. I think that is like everybody says that. I think it's like once mm-hmm. and understand both of them are huge with giving back. Both of them are oh, very yeah. highly oh, yeah. documented about that so if anybody wants to come and say that when they already contribute a lot i that's weird to me but Mm -hmm. at the same time like not one person or two rich fools not fools not calling y'all fools but still like is going to like save world hunger like no nothing like let it go let that go it it takes a lot it takes a lot but anyways Anyways, let's get into Space Jam. Uh, uh, Of course, Space Jam 2 came out and uh, LeBron said this. Day. I literally got a movie that dropped today. Space Jam, A New Legacy. Oh my goodness. It finally just hit me. I can't believe it. I'm so honored. I'm so humbled. This is crazy. It doesn't make sense to me, but I got so much energy today. I hope everybody go out Check it out in the movie theaters, man. HBO Max, wherever it's around you, please check it out. I promise you won't be disappointed. Um, I'm just super hyped right now. I can't even, like, control my energy right now. I'm watching my son right now playing a basketball game in Augusta, Georgia. My wife is right next to me. She's looking at me crazy because it's like 8 o'clock in the morning. Day. I literally got a movie that dropped today, Space Jam. Oh, he's he's going again. He's going again. We're not doing that again. We're not. Hey, LeBron, see you. So, okay. Funny. What'd you think of it? What'd you think of it, Moose? Well, I mean, uh, I'm going to hold my comments until next week. Okay, all right. I got it. Okay, until next week. Until next week. See you next week. Um, No, so this this is the funny thing, okay? So, first off, I really liked it. Mm. Okay. I really, really like Space Jam. And um, I'm going to admit I'm a little bit of a baby. I get this from my mom. There was a moment that I cried. 
No. I did. I'm, no. a, I'm a little baby. No. No. Like I really no. got this from my mother. I really I can't believe no. I've turned out like my mother. But there was just like an emotional part that I was like, oh my god, right? And I'm tearing up. It was weird. But <laughs> but I, I can admit this. this I, I wasn't even expecting you to say you like it. This is this is great. Okay. I, yeah. No, I really liked it. Now. I put up it on Nikki and Moose Instagram where it was like, it's supposed to be corny. It's supposed to be cheesy because Mm -hmm. if you are, if you are the age of that, you saw space jam one. Okay. I don't remember Jordan's. This this is another good thing. I don't remember um, Jordan's acting. I don't. Right. I don't really remember anything about space. I just remember it was super dope. Right. This one off top, I was like, oh man, you, this, this is, this is different acting. This is different. This is Uh. not, this is not the greatest, right? In the beginning, because it was just, if you watched it, if you didn't watch it, please like turn this off for at least five minutes and then come back to it. Okay. Oh, yeah, just fast forward because I just got mad questions. Just fast forward real quick. Actually, just go like this, right? Like the yeah. 15 second thing, just keep going. Yeah. Um, it started off very typical was like, you got to be about uh, basketball, yeah. be be the greatest, go back and, and, and practice. And how can you be great if you don't go? Like, give me uh, all the cliche things. So LeBron was motivational real quick. It was real quick motivational you know, he had a, a different wife and was like, you're so hard on your son, but how is he supposed to be great? Maybe he doesn't want to. Like, it was just, it was really bad in the beginning. However, it got really good. Like, I think you got numb to the bad acting. You got very mm. numb and got very distracted with how, uh, like, the graphics and Everything that was happening with it, it was really good. It was, I was very surprised how good it was. I was, that's interesting. I was like, LeBron, please don't ever act again outside of like family movies. But then yeah. I kept repeating to myself, this is a family movie. This is for kids. Mm. This is not for you. Don't, right. don't, they need that encouragement they need the bad acting they need like lebron Mm -hmm. is the number one basketball player that doesn't necessarily mean he is the number one actor right so did mj make a comeback you gotta you gotta gotta, michael jordan was in there oh he was okay 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 no i just say michael jordan was in there i'm oh was it was in there now, okay, I'm just gonna watch it because now yeah, I'm, I'm confused. Yeah, just, okay. just watch it. Just, just I'm not going, I'm not gonna, actually, no, I'm gonna say it. I'm really mad that Michael Jordan wasn't on there. Michael B. Jordan was in there. I'm gonna say that. Sorry, oh. people, spoiler alert. I'm sorry. I'm thinking you're saying, yeah, no, 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 by the time you hear this, it's Tuesday, it's already been out. You should have watched it, right? Um. Yeah, it was Michael B. I was really expect. I really wanted Michael Jordan to be on there as just a, like a quick cameo. That's what I thought would happen. I mean, yeah, okay, damn, yeah, that's it was, different. It was, yeah, it was. But overall, it was really good. And and the crazy so thing is, 
I'm not, I'm not, it, it was, it was a sad moment. Stop. Okay. There's no, oh, okay, okay. I, I, whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Um, we gotta anyway. clip that part out. Yo, what made Nikki cry this week? That's what you gotta do. Okay, we y'all watching? Y'all, y'all comment what y'all think made me cry. Okay, yeah. whatever. But <laughs> I guess LeBron was getting a lot of hate for the acting because, like I said, it wasn't mm. the greatest. If you didn't keep in mind that it wasn't for adults, it was for kids, right? right? So of course he tweeted, "Hi haters." Because Space Jam uh, opened up with $32 million. Okay. 32. Now, this was uh, Saturday that of the week that it came out. So, uh, by the time you listen to this, it probably made way more money. Right. Way, way more money. Um, but I can't even be mad at it. It was pretty good. It was pretty and good. mind you, I mean, people are not fully back in theaters yet. So that's... Um, I watched it on yeah. HBO Max. I think that's they still count that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's it's cool. It's like... Uh, yeah, I wonder how streams work for movies. That's what I'm that thinking is, now. Yeah, that is interesting. Because it's not box office, yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Interesting. Who, how many subscriptions came in, this, that, and the third. Like, that's... And what do you, and how do you bill based on if you're already subscribed? Like maybe you were already subscribed to HBO Max and you, I was. you just don't. So that's interesting. I was, I was just because I knew movies were going to be on HBO Max, and I right. didn't know if I was going to go back to theaters. I didn't. I don't know. I got TV here. I got popcorn here uh, that doesn't cost forty dollars. Um. I think I'm okay here. I, I'll get better. I'll get better uh, speakers. Maybe that's it. Mm. I don't know. That's just me. Um, yeah. Are, are y'all yeah. are y'all going back to the theaters? Let us know yeah. if you're going back to the theaters. Yeah, you know I mean. But um, there was one that I was watching this weekend that was a whole like lesson that made me super excited right mm. and that was the naomi how you say her last name osaka there I we go naomi osaka's yep. mm-hmm. uh docuseries on uh netflix, netflix. right yeah we we spoke about her before of course but the breakdown of this particular netflix special was amazing like to truly understand how great someone can be in a public light but be so introvert mm-hmm. crazy so let's let's mm-hmm. uh let's listen to this uh mini trailer real quick and enough that netflix doesn't flag us yummy know I mean? it's like an overnight superstar and i think that pressure weighs heavily on her I think the amount of attention that I get is kind of ridiculous. No one prepares you for that. I don't know. I feel like I'm struggling. So, fun fact. You know Uninterrupted did that one? Yes, I did. I saw Mav Carter posted on his uh, his Instagram. That's big. That's big. Um, Two, I like the timing on it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, she's 
said she's not doing a whole bunch of tournaments right. due to mental health. And so, um, not that, hold on, let me retract it. And I don't want people to think like she's going crazy. She's just doing it so she keeps herself in check with her mental health. Not that Protects she's struggling health, with yeah. it. I don't want to, I don't want people to be like, Nikki said she's depressed. No, I'm not saying all that. Um, but there are a few lessons that I got out of this that you might like, right? Mm-hmm. One, saying things without saying anything. So meaning, remember when the Black Lives Matter situation was like at its peak and she yes, wore yes, the different yes. mask, right? Yeah. So she has seven masks, which would be for the whole tournament. She would play all seven times with a different name, right? Mm. And the the one of the per, the people who interviewed her was like, yo, how do you think uh, that came across? Like, I see you become a leader. How do you think it, it came across? And she was pretty much saying, like, well, how did you think about it? Because the whole point was to get you to speak about it, like to get the mm. world to talk about it. She didn't like say that. anything. Right. Right. She just literally wore the mask, different names and everything like that, and allowed her presence and her platform to do the talking for her. Mm. I was like, It's like okay, a silent protest almost. Right. I like that. So that was one, like one of the main lessons I got, like, okay, for my introverts, you don't necessarily have to talk to get your point across. Right. You have to wisely use your platform. Right. Make a statement without making a statement. Mm. It was so dope to how she broke that down. Right now two. here's where I can understand. Hmm, I was going to say something crazy. Let me retract that because I was like, I can understand why people do drugs. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, OK. Yeah, no, no, no. I, thought, oh, all right. I was like, people do drugs and. And become alcoholics and everything like that when they become on top. The reason why is because people who become number one, regardless if it's quick, regardless if it's Mm -hmm. like you have a pressure that is unmatched. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you're looking at it like I feel like I have to prove myself over and over again. So when you think about like how she came up, it was like, okay, is this a fluke? Do it again. Okay. She did it again, but is this another fluke? Like it to the critics and everybody, it was always like you have to defend over and over again. And you're constantly proving you're never to the point where it's like, yo, you're dope. You're good enough. You're number one. You're known as number one, right? I think, okay, so my question to you would be, when is it that you get stamped, yo, you good? Like, after this, you're great. Like, she's 23, now granted, she's 23. I believe she's won, like, fours, grand slams, right? She's done a lot in such... A young age, right? Mm-hmm. My question is, does she have to, like, have 10, 
does like you beat the one of the greatest right of that time right, right? Yeah. one of the greatest of that time and it's a constant what's next what are you doing yeah or could you do it again could you do it again and, and i'm thinking about same thing with like rap artists like i i even though drake is top clearly decade mm-hmm. the artist of the decade this that and the third when he drops and if it isn't number one they'll instantly cream him and be like yo flop duh he lost it this that and the third and i'm <laughs> like wait yo that pressure Crazy. and i can understand why some people are just cool with a certain level mm-hmm. like i can understand i don't i don't condone it don't get it twisted but i can understand yo let me let me coast right here because yeah, yeah, yeah. the constant go 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 oh that's exhausting yeah yeah, no, 100%. And I don't think, like, I think when it comes to a conversation like that, you really got to understand media, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that anyone is ever going to achieve something to arrive at a certain status where they're like, okay, they're great now, right? The way media works is to always create some form of narrative to keep people intrigued, to create some form of hype, right? So that they can push their their stories out there. So mm-hmm. I think that's what always happens. So when you think of many of the greats, right? Like everyone's been bashed. You talk about Drake, uh, LeBron still getting bashed till this day, no matter what he does, no matter what he wins or doesn't win, right? There's always something to compare to. Right. I think even when we watched the last dance, we saw how MJ was also portrayed and there were stories happening. So I don't know that that's probably a good metric to look at. You know, like I think people who are true fans and supporters of the sport, they understand some of the accomplishments. Like she's won her first title, I think as a teenager, she might've been 15 or 16 years old when she wants when she beat Serena in the U S open. Right. So like, you know, you got to think about that as like, well, hold up a second. That's still a major accomplishment. You know, some years go by and she's still in the sport, obviously dominating and, and pretty much decided to step down on her own. So yeah, I think when, when you, when you look to the media to look to give that stamp, I don't think they'll ever give it until retirement. I think when, when somebody retires, that's typically when they're like, okay, bet. Let me kind of give you some of the respect that you deserve kind of thing. Now that, that makes sense, but it's just like, man, there's one statement she made. And if you haven't watched it, please watch like seriously Mm -hmm. watch it. It's really, really good. Um, Especially if you're an introvert, please watch that. Right. But there's one thing she was like, yo, before the, you know, before the limelight, like I could win and, you know, it's kind of under the radar. Mm-hmm. I could win, I could lose. It's no, it's no big deal. Right? right. Now, because I won that particular Grand Slam against uh, Serena Williams, like now it's like constant. It's constant lights. Mm-hmm. It's constant like, okay, we're going to shoot this. We're going to do this. You got to talk to these people. You got to do this. And it's like, and she said it even in the trailer, like, yo, you're no one prepares you for the attention. Mm. No one prepares you for, let's say, for 
like us common folks for the viral moments and what that would come with. Right. right. We could right. hear it. We could look at majority of the greats. And, but until we truly experience all that attention, like we're not really sure. Like as, as a boxing fan, it's like you, you're all prepared until you get that first punch. Mm. Everybody knows how to fight until they get hit. Right. So yeah, it's the same yeah. thing. It's like, yo, we can want this, right? We can want, yo, I want the fame. I want the attention until you can't even go to the restroom. Mm-hmm. Until like you just trying to get to your locker room because you crying because you just took an L and you have to do four or five different interviews in between. Right. What what was dope? Like, uh, what was that that kid uh, tennis with Coco? Right when she beat her, right, and she um, Coco was crying. Right, she was like, "Yo, let me do this interview with you because I've been here. Like, I I mm. I felt how you felt. So don't worry about it." And she was like, "The Coco was like, yo, I I I just want to cry. Like, I didn't even want to do this interview, but you know." She's here telling me, I, you know, to do it. That's what's up. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So once again, showing that kind of leadership thing. But I think we don't, we look at the celebrities and be like, once again, you know, this is what you asked for. Right. Mm-hmm. This is what you, you know, what you've trained for your whole time. And then I thought about it. She, and and I think think a lot of people, right, like, she was doing tennis since she was, like, I don't know, like, two or three, like, mad young, right? They showed, they showed footage of mad young, but sometimes it's just for fun. Sometimes it's just a passion. Sometimes, you know, because of the talent that you have, you may do it because that's just part of you. Are you really doing it for the fame or just because it's part of you? So it's like, yes, to the outside world. Okay, you came to this fame. You knew what you were getting into. You knew this lifestyle. You know, you got to do 19 million interviews. This what? But I I respect her more after watching this because it's like, no, 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 Mm -hmm. I no, I didn't right. know. Like I, right. I understood, but not really. And yeah. I, at the end of the day, have control of, you know, my mental and what keeps me safe and what keeps me whole, you know. Um, and here's an, oh, I really wish you saw this. She was homeschooled. Mm-hmm. So the only people that she really talked to was her parents and her sister. Oh, wow. Right. Which makes sense why she's so introverted, too. Right. So she's super comfortable around them, but it's like a struggle for anything else. And you could hear it. She's done great, but like almost to the point where it's like, yo, human interaction is super needed, especially if you are that talented and you are about to go out to the world and become 
you know, one of the greats. It's it's a yeah. really good. I'm not gonna break it all the way down, uh, even though I said my did, but. Now everybody go watch that. Um, there's so many different lessons from it that I didn't mention. Um, maybe we'll mention on the after show. I don't know. We'll see how I feel. But yes, go watch it. Um, YouTube moves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, but, but but I will say that for some people, honestly, I even I think for myself the greatest thing that's ever happened is not making it professionally in something you're passionate about. And, and I say that specifically to children because like, you know, I think about even myself who was like obsessed with baseball growing up. I'm talking about absolutely obsessed with baseball. And then you, you look at, especially as you get closer to the industry and you can work with some people in the sport mm-hmm. and you learn more about the business side of baseball or the business side of professional sports in general. And you're like, man, that's a ugly business. Like I'm actually fortunate that I didn't get to live that side of it in a way because my perception of the game would have been totally different. And then as you look at somebody like Naomi, it's cool that she has the ability to step back and not think about, oh, well, I have to keep playing because I need the money. Mm-hmm. And I think there are other sports where some people don't have that privilege or luxury to be able to say, I'm going to step back and not lose out on anything. Right. You look like a, and, and of course, it's a different example, but I just look at someone like a, a Colin Kaepernick, for example. Right. Like, yes, he stepped away from the game for different reasons, but he also wasn't allowed to come back in. Right. So like there are so, a lot of other sports that you don't have that luxury where you could be like, oh, I just don't feel like playing right now. It's like, nah. well, if you don't feel like playing, you're going to leave for good. So I think it's, it's great that she's a part of a sport like that, because I don't know that that's something that happens regularly. Like, mm-hmm. I mean. Maybe in the sport of boxing or a fighting sport, combat sport, that's more common because you can schedule your fights out, you know, to give you that type of break or something like that. But think about it in professional sports, like it rarely happens where someone can just break away, get their stuff right and come back. So I think the fact that she has people around her who can help her navigate and make that decision, because again, I think she's only probably 20 now, I I believe. Yeah. Oh, 23. Mm -hmm. Oh, gotcha. So, yeah, I think that's um, that's a great benefit to her. And I'm curious to see if she comes back, how things are going to go when she comes back. Like These are all things that I think can can almost create a new wave for new athletes as they enter industries, because then they have she'll be an example to follow after. Like, oh, it's okay to break away from the sport and live the rest of your childhood in a sense because you technically were robbed of that experience if you had to jump to the pros as a teenager. Right. So, yeah, I'd be curious to see how the next couple of years unfold. There was a, I think she did, no, not I think, I know she did a Grand Slam uh, during the pandemic. Mm. And I was like, oh, she going to win because there's no right. audience. There's no audience. Ah, nobody understands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was the seven uh, mask and everything yeah. like that. Um, I was like, oh, she's going to kill. There's no audience. She did amazing. I think there was wow. like one slip up, but there, she did amazing. I was like, okay, so I, more on on the after show because I have a question of like when you are protected inside, does mm-hmm. that is that one of the secret sauce of becoming great? I'm just saying when you're all no distractions can't. I mean, we yeah. saw. Michael Jackson and all these, but they not what, but yeah, yeah, after yeah. show conversations. You know what I mean? Okay. So, um, 
man, we have a lot to talk about and time is already flying. So I'm I'm trying to Ooh. figure out. Right. Right. I just look back. Okay, so yeah. so this may be this is what we're gonna do. Queens. Uh-huh. 50 Cent. He did another another one. Show Raising Canaan. Right? Or however you been Kane. I think it's Canaan, right? So another power show, uh, another big premiere, an- another to add to his legacy. He's doing the BMF series. Mm-hmm. Um, 50 Cent, I-, I don't care what you say about him, is just super smart and like has saw his new lane, right? Just, okay, I'm doing amazing with these shows. Like they're working. I have a formula I'm going to milk out power for everything it's worth. I'm going to create an after show, and then I'm going to do a pre-show, and then I may do, like, separate ones of each character. Like, I'm just, yeah. it's going to be a whole vibe. Then I'm going to do the BMF series. I'm going to do the ABC series. Like, he knows he put on this producer hat, and it's a wrap, mm-hmm. right? He's, but... The countless of lessons and for our day one people, we went over 50 for our Facebook live show. That was a great show. I mean, really great show. So it was only right that with the release of his new show, we bring back few uh, lessons, new ones, not bring them back like recycled, but some new lessons from 50 that uh, I figure I could get moves to have some dialogue on because I was really strategic with these ones. You know what I mean? So here's the yeah. first one. You're not making money until you're making money when you're not working. Yeah. I didn't make no money when I didn't do a show. You see what I'm saying? I had to work to get the money every time. When I'm not in the show and the show is still... They go, how you keep yourself off your own show? Oh, I don't understand that. Right. I'm like, because this go on automatic pilot. <laughs> <laughs> it don't require me on yeah, this yeah, but to keep going. Mm. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, look, it's 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 a uh, it's a lesson that every entrepreneur learns, right? There's a difference between an owner and a difference between someone who is an operator, right? As an operator, you're fully you're fully engulfed into your into your business, like it, you're hands on with it. And it's crazy because I was telling the story of a company that I was doing some consulting work recently. And I kind of like was exposed to another consultant who's also working with that same organization at the same time. So anytime I'm, I'm in the, in a space like that, I always put my pride to the side and I'm like, yo, what can I learn from different practices, different approaches? Right. And one of the things that really came to my attention is that much of the advising he was doing, and of course he was helping him out with a different process, but we were having one particular conversation where all of us were on the line and his entire setup was, if we build around this one particular individual, what do you do if that person goes on vacation, they become sick, if they decide to leave, right? What, how can the business continue to run at that point? And, and it's not just like, as you listen to this clip, I don't want everyone or the listeners or the viewers to think about it just as it relates to you, 
you are, you know, the owner, the entrepreneur. Think about people in your business who you're trying to position in that type of role so that you can be free, so that you can be like, oh, well, that's what I got to do. It's like sometimes the worst thing that you can run into run into is a really good employee because a really good employee covers a lot of gaps in your process, in your system that shouldn't exist. Right. That, that you're like, oh, <laughs> I'm telling you, you're like, oh, my business is good. It's like, no, your business is good because this person is there. <laughs> yeah, come on with it. Come on with it. Come back. Come back. <laughs> you know? Oh, I'm I'm just hyping because what you said is so true. I'm like, yeah. Man, but at the same time, right? It is, is it the employee, like, I'm trying not, oh, see, you set me up yeah, on that one. Yeah, um, okay, okay, I'm gonna flip it. I'm gonna flip it. This, this makes me think what based off what you said, like, everybody should start documenting, mm-hmm. like, everybody should start, and, and regardless if you have a nine to five or you're an entrepreneur, like, you have to start documenting. And duplicating yourself of some way, shape, or form so you can grow. Maybe yeah. not necessarily from a, let's say, a, you know, money standpoint, like he's talking about, it, like passive income, right? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. just from a standpoint of, you know, I want to get to the next position. I want to get, you know, these tasks off my plate so I can concentrate possibly on my purpose you know so when you said that i was like another thing but i was like okay (laughs) document i mean even for myself i'm like okay you know i got certain people that i want to be able to be put in position and i'm like okay you got to get this really documented so they can learn so they can grow So yeah, no, that was that was good, Moose. That was good. I like that. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know if you wanted to keep going because I was I cut you off. I was like, yeah, I just kept yeah, pressing yeah. your horse. I don't. I don't yeah, know no, I'm with you on that. I mean, no, it's good. I think that that sums it up because uh, you learn you learn a lot when you see other people's businesses, man. And I think that's the unique thing about the position that we're in when we're able to advise and kind of you know service consultants to some of these companies and brands. It's like you're able to see what they're doing. And here's another little, this is slightly off topic, but it's like, sometimes you learn how little it takes to be successful. Like, when you get close, you're like, oh, wow, you, you guys became successful with all these mistakes? Oh, wow. Talk about it. Oh. Talk about <laughs> you know, it. It's, yeah, it's like, wow. Like, you, you know, for those who are listening, man, again, just I hope we can serve as as conduits or whatever that word is uh, for you is like, you know, like we're able to look a little bit closer, you know, than maybe some of the listeners are and, 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 and trust us when we tell you, like it takes a lot less than what you think it takes, you know, to, to, to get some traction, to, to build a little momentum and make some things happen because there are companies succeeding with a lot of mistakes and still able to hold it up, you know, like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm more on the, you get paid for the thought at a certain mm. point, right? So 
What I mean by that is like 50 thought of a show. Right. He put the proper people in place and he thought of the show, gave his vision out, trusted his team. And now he gets to sit back like. He like he said, he even killed himself off because he's still going to make money every single time that show airs, regardless if it's new or rerun anything like he's like, yo, actually, why did I make myself into a character? You know what? Right. Hold on. But knowing 50, he was like, I have all these different ideas for the show. One of them is going to be my character and make a spinoff off of my character. So I might as well make him very important, but then kill him off. So I don't have to do any work. So I could then concentrate on this show, plan that out, give it to the right people. That's what I'm saying. Like it's more, he went from, I'm actually rapping. I'm actually going on tour. I'm doing a lot of stuff, right? To where it is then a team situation and him just giving out his vision and him playing point. On this where it got to go, this where it got to go, this where it got to go. Even to, like, which makes me start thinking is, like, what is some of the things that will let go of more of the manual from what we do? And I think everybody should start asking themselves that at some point. Like, what is some of the manual stuff that I really need to let go so I can let this run smoother, that I can mm-hmm. enjoy leaning back and seeing that mailbox money come in instead of always being paid for my time. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good. That's more. And I, I know for me, I've been on that all year. Like, OK, what are where could I place my money at? What do mm-hmm. what needs to happen? What certain systems has to be in place for me to understand? And this year was my more of appreciation for systems, more mm-hmm. appreciation of like, yo, know, you don't have to do everything. Like, what? Are you? Yeah. yeah. But to be honest, and for those people who do do a lot, and is that uh, employee that. Moose was talking about earlier that you find the gaps and, you know, you you're pretty much 15 people in one. Right. And I'm exaggerating, but at least five people in one. Right. Um, You need to learn to say no. It starts with no. Yeah, it starts with you not taking on everything in the world and really focusing on on the real manual stuff that you are doing and how do you either delegate that or how do you automate that? Mm-hmm. He took acting and automate that. Major. That's major. Yeah. Think about being in a position to write the story and like, I'm just flipping the script here so that it can match the context of, you know, movies and shows but he was literally in a position where he can write himself out of the show and still be in a position to get paid so i think that's like that's i know the show's called power but that's a serious power move that you can control the narrative so much so that you're writing the own script 
you know, you're writing your own script. So it's like, wow, that, that to me is fascinating. I think that's a part of it too, that, and I understand the concept of collaboration. I think that's important, but it's like, just be careful to not kind of sign your life away, you know, for, for just an opportunity. Because I think that's like, when you see, when you see people like, uh, who we've really highlighted as like what you would consider a big boss, right? Like we talked about Rick Ross and Dame Dash, a lot of different people that we've talked about. It's like, they're so big on, you know, not signing away their freedom or their time that they'll say no to collaboration. And it's, it's interesting because I think that's a whole different conversation, but it's like, they, they never want to partner with somebody because like, nope, I want to continue to be able to control you know, my piece of the pie or just how I split my time. So yeah, that, that, that I think is a lesson too. Like, yo, put yourself in a position with so much power that you can write yourself in and you can write yourself out of the script and keep going. Let's get into this next lesson from 50 cent, uh, talking about, uh, something that's common in this, uh, podcast, uh, passion versus Talent. I think, well, I think people, the only thing that separates us is passion. Yeah. And when you become passionate at something early enough that you can put enough energy into it for it to, for you to become good enough at it mm-hmm. because you love it. Like, there's a, a some, some people are so talented that they don't have to work at it. It, it just comes it's natural. Yeah. And those people, I think, have a high probability of uh, being distracted. So, my question to you, is it a bad thing when you know your talent? Like, the way that he put it was the people who have passion have the advantage. Not necessarily the people who have talent. Where, from before, I would assume that people who have talent has it way better because you could just turn that on. Like that's not, that's waking up and being alive and you can go. Right. But the way he put it was like, nah, I get, I see the goal. I'm having fun with this. This is something I honestly love. So I could do this all the time. But the person who's talented who could wake up like that, they may not see the value in it and they'll get distracted easily because it's not fun to them. This is them, period. This is who they are, where the other person is, this is what they want to be. So I, I always was like, oh, talent, natural, you're good, boom. But now it's more like, Mm. I guess I can mm-hmm. see what you're saying. I guess yeah, I that, see it. it's it's really like an element of of you can consider work ethic, right? But there's like an X factor, and it really is, you know, how much you're willing to put into it. Because I think that, I, and we've said this before, but the better you are at something, the more that it's it becomes easier for you to cheat. Yep. Because you can cut corners and you're so good that you'll make up for it. They won't be able to catch on to it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to give your best, but people are still going to love it or love you because, again, you're so talented. So really, it almost, whether you notice it or not, consciously or unconsciously, it's almost engraving in you bad habits. 
So if, if you don't have the right people around you to kind of like correct that in you, then you, that becomes your new normal. So I, I have to agree with you on this there. For me, I would say definitely the passion is probably better than the talent because at least the passion, you get a certain level of commitment with it because you understand that it's not going to click on its own. There's got to be something that you add to it and constantly work in rotation, you know, to get to where you want to go. So uh, the distraction piece, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, that's, uh, that made me think I ain't going I ain't going to lie because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, man, you know, but also to, to are you distracted because you're not putting enough value to it? I'm old, I'm like we've had this conversation where like you could be super talented and you don't even know truly your your gift because you devalue it so much in which that's why you get distracted with everything else because you're still trying to find it but you're mm-hmm. like it's right there yeah. right so that's yeah. that's an element of it but some people who do know like man I'm prime prime example is uh and I love you Nick you won't hear mm. this because this is already pretty much an hour in <laughs> so you won't hear this but um shout out to those who are still listening um but Nick is super talented, super talented, right? But he's one of those like procrastinators because he knows how talented he is. He knows how quick he could do it, right? Mm. It's like, I'll wait and then I'll forget because I got distracted with 19 other different things. I used to be the same way. Like, oh, nope. That's why I have to do it right then and there to right. avoid that. Right. People be like, why are you so quick? Because I promise you, if I don't do it right now, I'm not going to do it. I'm I'm fully aware of my flaws with that. Right. But that's one of the things that because you know how dope you are, you're like, I could do this at any time because it it takes me three seconds. It takes Mm -hmm. me three seconds. But whereas you are waiting like the person who has passion, the person who wants to have that is is making up for that time. Like you mm-hmm. wait, I'm already doing it and I'm producing it. Boom, boom, boom. To the point where at some point I'm going to be as good as you because you're waiting and yeah. you're distracted. So, yeah, yeah. and I can see that with 50 because he said it when we were going over him before he wasn't the greatest rapper. Right. But he had a passion for it. He's not the greatest actor or probably even producer, but he has Mm -hmm. a passion for it and he's going for it to the point where he has a huge stars deal. He has multiple shows. He continues to come out with multiple shows and we don't see this ending anytime soon. So, at some point, you have to, for those who are talented, you have to combine talent and bring passion with it. Right. Right. Because that 100%. is a deadly force. That mm-hmm. is an ultimate deadly force. If not, one or the other, like, is cool. But when you have both, that's killer. For right now, or and. And I could be wrong, but I believe 50 Cent's passion is what has been his biggest success. 
when it comes to music, when it comes to film and any of his business ventures, it's just been, I'm very passionate about this. I'm very passionate about getting a deal with vitamin water. Like I drink water, this, that, and third, I could see the deal. I could do this, that, and the third. He was passionate about making it as big as he did and having it so out there. So I I think at some point you need to be scared of the person who has passion. You need mm. to not just so be comfortable with how talented you are. You have to be very scared of passion because if not, you are going to get overran and the person who has more passion is going to beat you even though you were born with that talent. That's so real. That's so real. But a lot of people lose their spots. I'm man. That is so shout out to 50 and congratulations on the new show. Uh, had to highlight him real quick with a few lessons, but there was this interview that I saw. Um, for those who know him, uh, country Wayne is a, uh, social media comedian and now he's been in film so he's just a comedian i'm not even going to categorize him as just social media but he is definitely known for his skits um as far as on instagrams just social media facebook he got really big on facebook first that's when it started getting real all the traction but there was this interview that he did about his success with it right and there's two parts to it. Like you, you look at skits and you don't even think of it as being a business. So his mindset with it was different. And then also he doesn't curse in his skits, right? Mm. Doesn't curse in his skits. And people were asking like, yo, why? Right now, mind you on this same interview that I'm going to play a piece of, he admitted making 300k a month wow. from content oh hold on 300k so for those who think you cannot make money from posting he is showing you something different 300k mm. that's next level wow what am what i'm he did, he does a video every single day. And mm. for those who don't know kind of the system, I'll break it down a little bit. But watch watch or listen to this clip. I knew I had to I treated it like a business. Everything I do, I create a program. You know right. what I mean? So I treated it like a real business. Right. And now it's a real business. Can't get in the business and be like, let's just be entertainers. This is the entertainment business. Uh-huh. And at the end of the day, if I'm funny, but I die, my kids can't eat. That ain't really funny. But, so, is, that, but is that because so, you're clean? Because dirty no, clean, no, rich. it ain't because Murphy I'm clean. Rich, but Murphy rich. On a, yeah, but yeah, kids, yeah, you're gonna, you gonna have exceptions. I made it out the dope game, but everybody else ain't make it out. Right. So you can't go with exceptions. You got to go with. Now I ain't telling nobody to be clean, but right. to get an ad run through your videos right. online, it got to be clean. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> This may be a long, we may go over time. I'm going to be honest with you. Bear with us. Uh, there was like three lessons f- from that one thing. Yeah, I want to know what you you got out of it. For, we could go back and forth with this because. Yeah, yeah. Whew. 
Yeah, now, my favorite is where he, he said that, you know, he's not telling everyone to be clean, right? right? Like, you, you don't, you don't got to do what I'm doing, but that's what I'm doing because I know this is how I make it work, you know, for me. So, like, I love that, right? That he's, he's, he's very well aware that there are other ways to do it, but here's how I decide to do it, even if it may not be the most popular approach. Yeah. So, I love that. It's like, yo, sometimes what you decide to do may feel wrong in other people's eyes. It may not necessarily make sense in other people's eyes, even your own culture. But if it feels right to you and you're making sense of it because you know that your decision to stay clean is going to put you in front of more people, is going to, like he said, get some more ads in front of you, that's in your best interest. And as simple as it may seem, that is your best move, whatever is in your best interest. Yeah, and and to that point, right, there... it goes to also with there are some exceptions to the rule. And he was like, I'm not going to live. I'm not going to lean on the exceptions. Like I may mm. not be that exception. So right, I got to right. play the game. So I got to look at the Seinfelds and the greats and see how they did things. And not necessarily those, those, you know, diamond in the rough because I may not have been that. Right. Right. So when he's talking about the ads, even for um, those who create on YouTube, right, they have this whole submit rankings for your ads. And one of them is inappropriate language. You Mm. will you will not get any ads or only a certain amount of ads if you are cursing. Main reason why, even though we have a lot of content that has cursing in it, we bleep it out. The right. reason, and, and understand, I, Moose doesn't curse. I curse, okay? I absolutely do. I admit that. I'm not trying to change it. But I understand there's kids watching us, right? I understand there's uh, seniors watching us and all in between. And if we right. are trying to captivate all audiences, well, not all audiences, but all ages, right? For legacy purposes, I can't be out here spinning what I would do at, you know, at home or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because one, for the simple fact of what I just said, but two, it will mess up money. It will mess up certain opportunities whether from an inside standpoint of a content where we will be limited for ads, right. And maybe uh, limited for certain platforms. Right. And also it's just like, it's a, it's a shocker to some, like what he was explaining right. was like, you say that you're like, Oh, mm. and some platforms, some networks don't want that little, Oh, that they don't want that. So mm-hmm. he was saying, yo, I'm not trying to be, I'm trying to play the game. Like I'm trying to play the game and I'm not going to curse. And anybody who comes on my platform and do these skits is not going to curse because I'm not messing up my money because this is too easy. Yeah, Internet, that's crazy. Right. Internet money making, con- literally he, also in that same um, interview, he was like, yo, I work twice a, twice a week, like 10 hours, and I have 
content for the rest of the week, right? He drops a video every single day. And if you're he, like, like I said, he makes 300K a month. Mm, crazy. There's probably more at the t- at now, right? But we, ha- when we're making content, and this is not more of like, don't be you. If that is part of you, because th- we've seen successful people curse mm-hmm. and, and just be the way they are. But then you can look at this blueprint of understanding those are some exceptions. Or you are going to dominate that audience. And from a wider crossover standpoint, it may not be possible. Mm-hmm. So even to piggyback off of last week's episode with who can you communicate to? Mm. Even that type of language is a form of communication. Because if you can't communicate with certain audience and it is, you know, um, kind of flagged to like, yo, your content is inappropriate for this person or for this culture or for this, like that's now you've slimmed down your audience and your reach. Mm. So he's very smart, like. I could still be this kind of hood street dude kind of country guy. I don't have to curse. And that's going to get me the money that I want. The other thing that I like from from the beginning, beginning is like the whole treating it like a business. And now it's a business. Right. And just having that kind of mindset at first, who would have thought Creating funny videos, just different skits would become a business, right? right? And it is. And that's just anything. We can make anything nowadays a business, Mm -hmm. right? So what are you, how do I put this? What is your mindset with what you're putting energy to? Is it just something that you're doing and you make money once in a while Like, that's how you're treating some of your, you know, your digital products, your physical products. You know, is this cool? I make money. Or is it, yo, I'm going to treat this like a business. And I'm I'm telling you, last, go back to last week. I'm going to re-listen to last week. Because that Eminem mindset, right, with, okay, we're going to work hard on these hours, this, that, and the third and mixing it with this kind of mindset of, yo, what you're doing is a business. You got to treat it like a business so it can become a business. I'm not going to lie. That's a major key. That's a major key. Those yeah. two combined is, is crazy. Those two combined is crazy. But I, I just, I wanted to, to highlight him and highlight that part because we're we're looking at this day and age of business. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we've gone through uh, actors, we've gone through athletes, we've gone through comedians with Kevin Hart, but the traditional comedian way. We've gone through um, music artists. We've gone through all these things, but we're. N- 
we didn't touch the literal, literally the digital entrepreneurs of today. Right. Right. And he right now is an example of how you are making money on social media, right? Mm -hmm. How you are making a pure living from turning on a camera and showing your gift. And, and it's not baby money. That's a Mm -hmm. month. So what is, hold on, hold on. Where's the calculator? Three and a half. You did, you already did it. Three, six a year. Yeah. Three, six, no, for the people in the back, three, six, what? $3.6 million a year. <laughs> the crazy thing is he also said in that same interview, um, before COVID, he would do the stand-up. He would make a million, right? Then the pandemic hit. And he's making what you said. Wow. Wow. Right? So getting more to do less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna suggest people to uh turn on that camera or document something or post more, make it into a scene. I was like, even in my head, I'm like, yo, what can I dro-? even though I drop content every single day, I'm like, yo, what series? Now mm. I'm thinking series. Episodic, yeah. Right. What episodic content can I drop that people are going to look forward to every single day? That will get views, that will get attraction, things like that. I'm like, that that right there, I drop video every single day. I got Facebook called him. I was like, what? Yeah, it's crazy. Once you once you just unlock one door, yo, the rest the rest of the calls come right after it. Oftentimes it's just one, just one. Like you just just one. So wrap from there. So wrap. Listen, we have one more lesson, but we gotta make it for the after show. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, people. About Sorry, people. Look at the time. <laughs> Look at the time. We gotta make it for the after show. We got one more. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It has to do with Charlemagne, the God. Um, so it was an interesting perspective, interesting side that I feel like. We should talk about, um, and I'll give another hint. It just has to do with celebrating. Just has to do with celebrating. So we'll talk about it in the after show. Um, do me a favor. Follow us everywhere at Nikki and Moose. Uh, since I mentioned the after show, and if you're listening, you don't know what that is. Um, All Access Squad on Apple Podcasts, only for Apple Podcasts. You get exclusive audio from us, which is the after show, right? Which gives you the thoughts, the strategies, some more tangible stuff based off what we say from the episodes, pretty much. Literally, that's why it's called the after show. And shout out to Inky, who does the intro. Light work, light, light little name drop. You know what I mean? Light little flex, yes, little Inky, flex. Little Inky Johnson. Flex. Yes, Inky Johnson did the um, intro. So, yeah, go check out All Access Squad on Apple Podcasts. Only try it out for free for three days. Okay? Mm. Listen to the episodes that are already there. You won't miss anything. It's a whole vibe every week. 
a new one drops. So we drop every Tuesday, the regular podcast and Wednesday night, the after show comes out. So go check that out. Um, Moose. Final words. Yeah, man. I mean, this is something that we talk about often, but despite of how often we talk about it, it's still the thing that we hear other people say they struggle with the most. And it's this concept of consistency. All right. So, so to you out there who's struggling with consistency, number one, I feel you. But number two, uh, I'll, I'll bring back a famous quote, right? If you're tired of starting over, stop giving up. <laughs>